What is up, everybody? This is Nico. And this is Marcus. And welcome to Porch Talk. Yeah, yeah. Episode 10. Episode X. And uh, there's something different about this episode, Marcus. Different about it? Yeah, we're in a new recording area. Oh, wow. Yeah, we are. We are in a new recording area. Yeah, we're in my, uh, my apartment. And we're just seeing how the audio quality is in the main room. And then we'll probably do a, another episode in the gaming room that I have mm-hmm. so there there is a bit of a storm rolling through so you will hear some thunder uh, briefly but or you might hear some thunder briefly but uh we hope that it isn't uh isn't too bad but uh in any event uh this episode it was focused on uh basic politics uh how I felt about a lot of things personally in the political world and then communication yeah I, I this was a very educational episode me coming from not having a lot of political experience or knowledge to uh, you talking about all this really, really helped me out and has probably driven me to uh, register to vote soon. Probably I tomorrow. Hope so, man. But, and then the whole communication a- aspect that we talked about today really hit home with uh, me and Marcus. Mm-hmm. It just hit a nice little tether on our hearts. Yeah, uh, more specifically, it was communication in relationships. And what that has done for for both of us in our lives, or what it hasn't done, and what the consequences can be uh, if you don't have a relationship that's built on on that real solid foundation. So, give it a listen. Hope you enjoy. Give us feedback on whatever surface, uh, whatever platform that you're on. Yeah, please leave a review. We really need a review. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So, Marcus, let's talk about politics. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, now today, I, I, I want to keep it real mild, like real uh, you know, surface level, basic stuff. Um, and for me, what that means is uh, just talking about what's happening um, in in politics right now. What I would feel are the most important politics, like your local politics, and. Um, and then secondarily, just talking about voting and how I feel of why it's really important, you know? Yeah, I mean, you are definitely, this is definitely your forte. I'm <laughs> I'm far from politics. I don't, honest, to be honest, I don't even, uh, I'm not even registered to vote. So I would like to hear what you have to say. He, he's not registered to vote, ladies and gentlemen. Why? I think we talked about this last, last yeah. episode. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. I, uh... <sighs> It's weird. It's kind of like, uh, so like since since we talked about it, I've had to think about this. Have you ever been in a position where you just like like something, you believe in something, but you haven't really thought about why you do, and then you encounter somebody who's just like, oh, that's never been really important to me. I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. And then you've got to like, whoa, like I have to reevaluate why I think this is something that's important. Um, so so yeah, here's why I think it's important to. Uh, you know, vote and secondarily be registered to vote. I really feel that there are there are a number of avenues for each person to uh, you know the number of ways that you can go about affecting your life and the way that your life is going to turn out, as well as the effect uh, the, the lives of others and. Uh, you know, everybody, rightfully so, you know, thinks about what they're going to do with themselves and their time, how they're going to educate themselves, um, what kind of occupation they're going to work, 
And that's a very, very important avenue for you. In fact, that's the most important avenue for you to affect uh, how your life is going to go. But uh, in terms of affecting how the lives of others are going to go, um, you know, everybody isn't going to be able to be, you know, some millionaire, billionaire who's able to give loads of money to charity. Um, for most people, if you want to have some kind of impact on the world, the way that you're the, the biggest impact that, that most people are going to be able to make is through politics, in particular lo local politics. Now, that's how I feel. Now, me coming as a person who isn't really into politics, mm -hmm. um, what what would you say to someone saying that the government's too slow and these voting processes are making the whole process too slow for changing the world and changing your local government and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Why vote? when we could figure out a new means of getting our voice out there as like, with the technological age we're in, mm. why can't we just have a poll every two or three weeks or months or a month, you know, mm -hmm. to help guide the government in a way that we see fit. I mean, I just, I personally feel that the voting process is just another barrier for making things slower for us mm -hmm. to make change. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I really do. I, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a, um, I feel like that's the type of concern that you you know you're looking at the system and you're saying this is a way that the system could be better. That's not. I don't know. It, it, in my opinion, at least, it doesn't really address like whether or not, like the question of whether or not you should actually vote. Like you could, you could, you could build some kind of political movement or, or find some party or find some candidate who wants to make something like that a part of their platform. You know, a more direct democracy. You know, uh, I mean, Jay Cole said in his one song, yeah, "Exactly, why can't I uh, pick the things I'm funding from an app on, on my screen?" You know, why can't we just have some sort of, um, you know, like you just enter your social security number and you can go vote or something on your phone? Yeah. That's genius, but like, even if we do have that, you know, would you still be able to ask the question, well, should I even vote? Does my vote even matter? Am I gonna affect any change here? You know, just because, I mean, it's more regular, you're more in the face of the politicians or whatever. Um, God, I mean, if you, especially if you're talking on the national level, God, I personally feel that Congress hasn't worked in the past 31 years, mm -hmm. so like, I don't even think, <laughs> I don't know what we could do at this point to just like oh if we just did this like one quick thing you know it would be a well that was lightning it would be an easy fix yeah. um that's just generally how i feel i mean we've got when it comes to national politics we got a lot more problems than how we vote and oh god i don't even start on that man well as lightning or thunder <laughs> strikes and lightning yeah. strikes or whatever um I want to ask you, how did you get into politics? Because again, I, I'm far from politics. I've never been really interested in politics, and I just want to see what what grabs you from the politics. That's a really interesting question, actually. Um, I don't. I, right now, I actually couldn't give you like a direct answer, but what I could give you is um, the story of how I. Um, how I got involved, per se, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, recently, um, let's say, 
Yeah, yeah, I'll go back to fifth grade. Uh, that, that's when it did it for me. Uh, 2008, everybody was talking about politics. That, that, was, that was really what, what piqued my interest in politics itself. I, I was super into my science class, and I had this teacher, uh, Ms. Geiger. Ms. Geiger. Yeah, oh you God. remember her at North Elementary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She taught science, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was weird. <laughs> it was really weird. I just remember this one day, um, I was in this small group. Uh, we, were, we were learning about different ways that heat uh, could move through, you know, different forms of matter. Um, it's radiation and uh, convection, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not important. But what is important is that was also the day, I want to say it was like probably November 7th or November 8th or something. It was right after the presidential election and right after um, you know President Obama had won for his first term. And it was the buzz of like the whole world. Everybody was talking about it, you know, whether you loved him or hated him or didn't want him to be office or whatever. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah. And I just remember having this that conversation with that teacher of mine, uh, Mrs. Geiger. She she just talked about how important it was for her to vote and uh, how she felt about you know all of the all the national politics issues of the day. And I loved her class. I loved science. And uh, that year in particular, I really got involved in the issue of climate change. And that's, that's essentially where I started. I was just like super into politics. Everybody was talking about it. There's so much energy behind it. And climate change was a you know thing everybody was talking about too. So I just decided to look into it and learn. And I, I started to fall in love with learning about these big you know, national, international issues and you know learning the intricacies of the debate and where different people stand and how we can make progress on on any particular issue i just i just loved it i, I don't know how to say it other than that but i just loved it man speaking of obama what were your thoughts on obama i thought he did okay mm. but again like every president there's things he could have done better mm. but i feel like he he got a lot of hate especially from people who like strongly support trump now mm. they they were almost completely completely against obama so what what are your thoughts on Obama just in general? See that this this is the interesting thing. Um, uh, it, it, number one, it's kind of hard to talk about anything in politics now without just like Trump in it. Yeah, you know, of Trump course. Trump is like yeah, a, yeah. a freaking black hole. Like, I mean, that's how I really feel. What Trump is like it doesn't matter what it is if it's remotely close to him, it just gets sucked right on in. It's interesting, but um, I really feel like uh, I feel like Obama. He. At least the the way that I felt, the what I got out of you know listening to him, he was truly an idealist who who was running, like meaning like the type of person who says we have you know these this philosophy and we're really going to make change upon this this access and there's really going to be there's really going to be serious change in this country, and I feel like the second he got in office, <laughs> all of all of the realities of politics set in. And he was able to get like less than a fifth of what he wanted to do done in eight years when like, you know, voting for him or supporting him or whatever, campaigning for him. You probably would have thought, oh, my God, the second he gets in office, this could be sweeping change. We're going to radically change the way that this country works. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, and in the end, in terms of like all the things that, that you know, he wanted to get done, 
he only was able to get so much. Um, the financial crisis was like the biggest, you know, hindrance on, on all of that. There's a massive amount of debt that we had to rack up because of that. And then there's the secondary question of, you know, the whole concept of, of too big to fail, you know, like with the big banks and everything. That, that's a whole other thing though. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's really how I, I would view his whole tenure as president. Like, so so much hope. I really, yeah. really did have so much hope. But I mean, isn't that it, isn't that the same exact thing with like all of the presidents we've like brought into Loki office? Like Low key. they've like. they've they've <laughs> said they were gonna do so much, and then ended up underperforming due to the political system we have set. It just slowed everything down. Well, um, we really. Like the, the concept of a president who's going to come into office and change everything is actually a fairly new one. Um, you know, you know, like the concept of a presidential platform um, from back in the day comes up from like, you know, Nixon and um, uh, JFK when they were debating. Yeah. They basically agreed on just about everything. There were a few nuances when it came to, um, you know, how we were going to handle the Soviet Union. There were a few things about, you know, uh, welfare this and welfare that and how we're going to fund and finance the government and uh, other general foreign policy things but that was basically like with the the key things about you know a nation and a people and, and how we operate with each other and how we want this country to go forward and what our end goal is everybody agreed on that you know um, in fact back in the day Republicans used to be the environmentalists and um, and uh, liberals used to be, uh, you know, more active on the foreign policy front, and in terms of, uh, you know, warfare and, um, you know, government intervention. It, 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 things were a lot simpler back in the day. Like the idea of a president who's just going to come in and like shake everything up and change everything and, like, and make it just how you want it to be, you know, and fight for you. That's a, that's a that's a product of the past thirty or so odd years of, of government. I already forgot your question, but. <laughs> I don't remember either. Yeah. Now that you, now that you went down the rabbit hole, it's weird. It's like, I don't know. In terms of uh, Trump, the weird thing is, I know so many people who really, really hoped for change with with Obama, that also voted for Trump. Uh, they voted. They voted for him for both terms, in fact. Oh, but wow. then they voted for Trump. There are a lot of people I know that way. Um, a good uh, teacher and an old coach of mine. Uh, I was talking with him. I ran into him at a football game uh, just last year, and that's what he was telling me. And um, I've even seen like some polling data on that. A lot of people who really, what they what they crave more than anything is just to get out of this, you know, rigid, stultified, corrosive, and you know, toxic, poisonous po- political rut that we've been in. That's the main thing. And whenever they see a candidate who wants to shake it up, you know, and more power to them. Whenever they see a candidate who just they think it's like a radical dude who's just gonna shake it up. They vote for him. And, you know, that, that's where my heart is. I really I really just wanna see change. I really... I mean, doesn't yeah. everybody at this point? I mean, our debt's going through the roof and mm-hmm. it's getting bigger and bigger by the second. Mm-hmm. And we're just going down this path that I don't think anybody wants to go down, but we're still going down it for some crazy reason. The, the main problem that I see is that we never really get a chance to talk about like what the root cause of things are. Um, as I understand it, what we do is, you know, we go to our various media sources and it's just kind of getting worse with social media. 
and we get told from them how to feel about the facts and then we go up in each other's faces and we argue about how we feel without even you know actually addressing the facts at hand and you know trying to have some kind of objective discussion on what <laughs> what we need to do here we never we never have an objective discussion you know revolving around uh, what kinds of what kinds of you know safety nets we want uh, to exist in society we never have a conversation about how we're going to fund and finance those we never have a conversation about like like what do people deserve and, and you know human rights and the responsibilities that, that go along with that what we do talk about is oh you're a terrible person if you want to cut social security medicare yada 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 oh you don't care about the future of this country if you don't want to cut this stuff and it's like dude dude like seriously like we we what we need is a reaffirmation that we all have the same goals and that we all are good people who care about people and that we all want this country and all of the people who live within it to to have good lives you know um and that's what we never get to talk about man that's why that's why i think i said it before in our generation especially even if there are people who are interested in it and do want to learn about it, there's so few young people in our generation that are really trying to get involved in, in some kind of political change. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like as more and more generations come, it's just mm-hmm. going to keep getting slimmer and slimmer, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Yeah, man. I, I feel like something is going to change within the next 10 years, mm-hmm. government-wise. I... I don't know what that will be. I mean, again, me having so little political knowledge, I can't really make an accurate mm-hmm. uh, prediction. But I know it's going to change. There's no, there's no way to, that it's not going to drastically change. What's giving you that feeling? Yeah. Um. Again, the people lacking in being involved in politics. Um. The technology this day and age, I feel, is going to impact it in a very big way. Mm-hmm. Um. And just the different views that these gen- our generations and below are getting. I mean, mm-hmm. there's people now who aren't, there's more people who don't believe in God now than probably 20, 30 years ago. I, I have just a yeah. feeling. I don't know if that's a true fact or not, but I just have a feeling. Yeah, maybe, maybe ever in the country. I think, I think we're definitely at a point where the, there are more atheists or agnostic folks in this country than ever before. And, um, just with our views on sexual orientation, um, uh-huh. who who we can become from education, um, what we even do for fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all changed, and I feel like this is the next thing that's going to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've changed in almost every other facet of society i mean i i i I feel like i could say that uh with some confidence yeah now that i'm thinking about it um you are right when it it comes to at least i see as the biggest change drivers in the next 10 years like you said um they're all going to be technology yeah for sure and and the results uh, of that technology or the the impact that technology is going to have on our society you know um when we talk about you know unemployment or things like that, the technology that we're that we're creating, the AI, 
but AI that's going to put white collar, you know, jobs, white people who work white collar jobs, office positions out of work, that <laughs> that's where we're at. Like yeah, we're, we're at we're at this place where um, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are accounting majors, but we're at this place where I talk to people and they're saying, "Yeah, man, accounting's going by the wayside." And I'm like, "A freaking accounting? Like we're going to we're going to create machines that could that could just be accountants?" Uh, legal aids are already going by the wayside. They have a number of apps um, and websites and um, amazing tools for people to just, like you don't need somebody who's well-versed in, in law, who knows thousands of court cases offhand because now we have a machine that has all of the court cases that have ever happened ever. And they, they just know what the proper prescription is for you if you're a lawyer. You don't need a legal aid anymore. Um, I mean, just the way that all this technology is going, we're going to have to have a serious discussion about, about what's important in life, you know, just being a person, you know, there's, there's some people who think, oh yeah, we can just, you know, expand welfare or whatever and, and feed people that way and take care of them that way and everything will be fine. But, you know, there's, there's that saying, man doesn't live by bread alone, you know, yeah. we need purpose in our life. We need, we need achievable but difficult goals you know uh, enough stress for that we can over or enough stress so that we're not bored but not too much stress so that we can overcome that's what every person needs in their life otherwise they're just gonna be unhappy and disgruntled and god and people are just gonna shake up the system and revolt you know and they'll be right you know it, it won't be like i don't know and that's the one thing that, that i'm really afraid of when it comes to politics that like all of the gains that we've made as people, all the progress we've made on any issue, be it racial issues, be it economics, be it just in terms of how wealthy we are as a country, you know, all that can go away in an instant if we if we don't properly take care of all of this. Yeah. Um, and that's I guess another reason why I feel that everybody should vote. Um, you know, if you if you care about think about think about the things in your life that not necessarily come from government, but come from a stable society. And that, that's our economic system. That's, you know, roads that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that they do a terrible job sometimes with these roads. Yeah, they keeping do them a paid very bad job sometimes. Potholes. Like, I, it, the one thing that burns me about roads, now that we're talking about local and state government, is uh, when do they redo roads? They redo them right before the winter. Yeah, it's, it makes... All you're going to do is tear them up with the snowplows all winter long. And then the second it's spring and there's no more snow, now we're just gonna have crappy, torn up roads all the way until winter comes. And then what are you gonna do? You're gonna pave them over, and then winter comes, and the salt and the trucks and everything. And we never, and the ice we never alone, have good roads. And then the water yeah. alone that gets into the cracks and freezes and exactly. makes it worse. It's exactly. just, it's a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea. It's, I mean, it's really stupid. Like what, what they need to do. Like what, what's going to tear up the roads during the spring and summer and fall? Like, I can't, nothing. I, yeah, I, I can't think of anything. We could have great roads. Like, we're going to have bad roads in the winter regardless. Because oh, yeah, there's no, ice and snow, you yeah, know what I mean? No doubt. Like, we're good, we could have great roads for three-fourths of the year, but except for dumbasses. Pardon my language, but, like, who, who I need I need someone from ODOT to come explain this to me. Like, <laughs> Ohio Department of Transportation, come here now and explain to me why we only pave the roads in the winter. Oh, my God. But, um... But yeah, man, that, that's generally speaking how I view politics. Now I've got a number of uh, more specific views when it comes to economics and uh, 
philosophy and all the all the all the interesting stuff policy that like you know if you really dig into it then like us wonks we enjoy but i don't know for like the layman for like the typical person uh that, that's about all i got you know commerce and, doesn't work man and uh i think i mean i've gained a lot of knowledge just talking to you right now because i again i've been so far out of the political spectrum that i hardly know shit about anything <laughs> so i that was very informative for me at least so oh okay well, what was your biggest takeaway then i guess well, if i can try to boil this down into like a I think the point. I think the biggest takeaway is, regardless if you think it's right. I mean, the, regardless if you want to vote or not, mm-hmm. you should because, especially on the local level, it'll help. It'll just be slow. Mm-hmm. Granted, change is still happening, and also that we need to learn how to see each other's sides. And then find a happy medium to pro- progress us forward, mm. whether it be on the local or national level. Yeah. I think those two were the biggest <clears throat> takeaways for me. Um, yeah, uh, last thing I want to talk about when it comes to politics. Um, well, first I'm going to respond to what you just said there. Uh, yeah, definitely seeing, seeing where other people are coming from. But also, like, I think I mentioned it, we really need to return to this this idea that we're all good-intentioned, good people who simply disagree on on where we want to go or how we want to get there. Everybody needs to just affirm that. You know, if you have a, a politician who you you uh, you know you're thinking about voting for, and you hear them say something like extremely nasty about just who people are. And it's and they seem to got like no basis for this. You know, it's different if like somebody's out there saying terrible things about people and doing terrible things. It's it's one thing to insult them on on that basis, but when you just have people who are espousing their ideas, and then suddenly they're maligned and insulted and described as you know the devil incarnate, you got to you, you at that point you got to be a bit wary of of what this person is trying to do. That politician that you follow, you you want to make sure that. Good people, good people don't assume the worst intentions. You yeah, know? always put ignorance over malice. Always put like, hey, maybe they're just wrong. Um, but yeah, the last thing I want to say about politics, the the most impact that uh, the, the the type of government that has the most impact on your day to day life is always going to be your local government. That's who you know puts up uh, you know stop signs or stop lights at various intersections that's who decides what the speed limits are um that's the government that decides if you can play loud music after certain hours or if you can't um what we just had this really important decision i think two years ago now um here in clayton ohio where we live um they passed an ordinance saying that you can't fire off guns within a specific uh set of city limits that used to be a, or they expanded the city limits in which you couldn't you know, fire off a gun. It used to be that if you had your own private property and you were a certain distance away from like the, the city center, so to speak, in quotes, um, you could you could shoot off whatever uh, firearms you wanted as long as it's on your property and you have to have, you know, your neighbors were cool with it and everything. 
I knew this guy who lives not too far away from where we live. He has a bit of land and they're far off. And, you know, a couple of years ago, suddenly the cops are coming to his house all the time because his neighbors are complaining and they're saying, hey, you got to stop this. But he's like, hey, this is like a family tradition. You know, we always, whenever we have kind of a holiday or something, everybody comes over, we all shoot off our guns and we have a good time. We show the kids you know, what the guns are like and you know, we teach them how to use them and how to be safe with them and uh, all those things and they get to learn it a couple times a year and they're really you know this is a good thing for them this is a good thing for people and now you want to take that away from us if people care about things like that and they want to make sure that people can do things like that on a regular basis and just live their lives the way they wish to get involved in your local politics because uh you know for, regardless of how you feel about guns or anything like that that decision is going to be made and if you don't want to be a part of it, well, you're not gonna, your voice isn't gonna be heard. And one day, you know, the things that you care about, somebody could come for them. So that's the last thing I wanna say. All right, yeah, that's that's a good way to end that, honestly. That's, that was really insightful, Marcus. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> let's, let's switch up the topics. There was one other thing you wanted to talk about, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was. Um, God, uh, it was communication. Communication, yes. Uh, yes particularly yes. in relationships. I know we've already touched on this a bit, um, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Two or three. But we're going to look at it from sort of a different perspective, Get, put a little more uh, details into it. Mm. So what, what's on your mind about that, Marcus? Um, the... The thing that's on my mind is some conversations that I've been having with my girlfriend lately. Um, lady of my, oh my God, I love her so much. She's the first woman I think I've ever loved in my life. And uh, partially because of that, I think we've been going through, uh, you know, we've been going through it, <laughs> let's just say. All the, all the awkwardness, all the lessons that you learn, you know, having, you know, relationships here and there. Uh, this is my first time learning any of them, so it's been part. It's been a bit rough. We've been going for almost a year and a half now, and it's been rough. But but the one thing I want to talk about is that radical honesty that we mentioned two or three episodes ago. Um, I've really applied that to this relationship a lot, and yeah, we go through it. We we cry, we we fight, and it hurts, but. I just want to share with you guys when you are honest with that person that you love that your partner whatever out of all the possible outcomes you know whenever you're honest you will get that best outcome doesn't matter what it is even if you know how they say that there are like white lies or sweet white lies where you're trying to you know you think the truth will hurt well if the truth hurts you know maybe that's a good thing and maybe you do need to feel that hurt because you don't know where you don't know where you would go if you kept lying and you don't know what kind of a terrible hell that would be even if it is a nice lie now well in the future when you built a life off of that lie and everything comes crashing down you know yeah so i i also have a i also have a story about honesty and communication Okay. Well, it was with Brittany, of course, and at the beginning, we were always honest from my understanding with each other, maybe a white lie here or there, but, mm -hmm. and we were, we were doing fine, 
And then once Caden came, we started, I, I guess not hiding things from each other, but more just we didn't communicate like we should. Mm. And I, I think that's when everything started going downhill because I didn't communicate what I wanted. She didn't communicate what she wanted. And we ended up just gaining resentment for each other because we thought neither of e- neither of us understood each other. Mm-hmm. And now that that relationship is over and gone, I have vowed to stick to my guns with being honest and just having as much as the best of communication as I can get yeah. with uh, my significant other. And I actually have just gotten into a new relationship. Uh-oh. And the first thing... The first thing I told her, I was like, I'm just, I'm going to be honest with you as possible. I'm not going to cheat on you. I'm never, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. All I want is just communication and honesty. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness she was on that same page as me. Because if not, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend a part of my life with someone that doesn't want to have good communication and be honest with each other, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that's. That's a really good quality to have is just to be honest and to be able to communicate what you want and whether it be a friendship, a relationship, or even to your family. Like you mm-hmm. you just gotta you gotta know how to communicate to not just make things easier, but make things better. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, it if you're if you communicate well to whoever it is, it's just gonna make every situation better and right now we're talking about um, you know when you have a have an issue or you have a problem you have something that you need to talk with the other person about you know you you have a you have a responsibility both to yourself and to that person you know properly you know get across what you're trying to get across but that's only like half of the problem the what they call the failure of articulation you know you want something, but you're not you're not asking for it in the right ways, or maybe you're not even asking for it at all. But there's also the other half of that, and that's the failure of comprehension. You know, you've got to listen to people. That's that's fifty percent of what what part um, of what communication is. It's it's hearing, it's understanding, and responding in in a in a thoughtful and heartfelt way. That's that's also equally as important as as being honest and telling telling the you know your partner or your friends or your family whatever your boss uh, how how you feel. I, I really think it's equally as important because if you you, you don't want to build a one sided kind of relationship like that where you know they sit down and they listen to you and you never afford them that same kind of. That, that same kind of courtesy and god I can, I can just tell you i've been in i've i've all of this knowledge that i'm trying to share with you it's it's all learned experience like i've i've had so many friendships break down i've seen you know families uh including my own you know all kinds of fights over over things that could have simply been avoided if, if if you just built that foundation of communication, you know, we talk about our problems in this house, so things don't bubble up and you know, boil under the surface and then eventually just explode. We talk about things, so so that 
you learn how to listen and you learn how to handle when somebody you know you learn how to handle somebody when they're when they feel that they're being slighted or they're angry or they're upset or they're going through it and they just need somebody to listen you know you gotta practice it so how are you supposed to do it if you don't <laughs> how are you supposed to do it if you don't know how to do it man yeah honestly and practice it going back to the whole Caden story yeah after Caden was born I also uh made a pact to be as honest as I can with my parents and in my family so I mean there's no I don't really have any secrets with my family mm. I've told them every time I've went and was the babysitter for people I've hung out with to drink yeah I didn't drink but I was the babysitter to them because I that's a whole different story we can get into a different time mm -hmm. but and just like hey I'm gonna go see this girl I'll talk to you later like just stuff like that mm -hmm. and I think that's brought my family closer than it has than it has ever been because there's always been these little white lies and yeah these little things that started to add up and it started to take a toll on my family and I feel like me being honest and open to my family has really helped it my family just come closer together yeah because now they're not wondering or worrying. yeah they're not they're not worrying or wondering of like hey what's up with nico yeah and i feel like that's happening with my older brother right now they're i feel like they're getting really worried and um they just don't know what's going on with him because he's been so distant yeah from being off in college and everything and i i mean hopefully everything works out and he can come and talk to us all Mm -hmm. but I mean still up in the air when it's it's his life we can't really tell him what to do he's 22 going on 21 22 something like that oh yeah yeah he's got to be 22 he's yeah, a year he's 22. in April right yeah yeah I forgot he was a year ahead mm -hmm. um, or he's going to be turning 23 yeah. right yeah he's 22 now because he was a, he was, a, he was yes. two years ahead of me yes. age wise but only yes. one grade wise yeah um because of kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great kid. Story. got held back for not being able to cut squiggly lines and he made girls tie his shoes for him. So he got held back. Anyway, so back to the communication <laughs> topic. I'm sorry. I just had to. I just had to. Uh, see, that's just one of those funny, funny stories that you just can't ever forget, man. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah, back to communication. Uh, yeah, so I'm just. Uh, this is on the forefront of my mind because uh, I'm a bit of a story time. Um, one of my biggest fears in my life that I've, you know, it's only a new fear now that I'm in this relationship is that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm here with somebody who I love and, you know, my heart is, is wholly with them. But uh, I'm afraid that, that, you know, I might grow to some kind of a point, you know, in our future, maybe we're married, maybe we have kids where, you know, because of all this time where we've been in love, I've kind of been blinded to some of their flaws or some of my flaws. And, you know, there could have been some kind of red flag or some kind of important thing that, uh, that I should have, you know, realized about this person or listened to about this person or told them about me. That, that would just derail the whole thing. You know, we're, we're in it, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be in, in a relationship for eight years and then, you know, we have kids and we're getting married and simply because I wasn't paying attention or I was I let myself be blinded by my love you know 
that now now everything's at risk of falling apart and I've invested so many years and I've put so much into it and I know it's gonna oh god I know it's gonna hurt that, that's that's a really big fear of mine now um it, it kind of evolved out of I guess a weird sort of hyper planning mode that I've been in you know I've ever since I graduated high school I've been like okay once I graduate college I'm gonna get this job here I'm gonna work this for a few years then I'm gonna start saving up this money, I'm gonna start these businesses, I have a handful of ideas that I've been working on. Um, now that I've been in college, I got you know a crew of people that I work with on a regular basis to develop these ideas. Uh, got a lot of resources in the community and I've got like, I've got these things regimented and planned. And I said, oh yeah, and at this time I'm gonna have kids and I wanna stop having kids after I'm 30 and I, and I wanna, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna live in this house, in this place. And I kind of forgot to, <laughs> to remember that there's another person who's got to be in that equation, <laughs> and and now that I'm I'm with this person who I love so dearly, I I'm so afraid that 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 I'm gonna lose it really. And uh, God, man, it just, it just gets to you sometimes. Oh yeah, I mean, I I could honestly say I went through it firsthand. I mean. Two years in the making with Brittany, mm-hmm. uh, along with a son that was probably s- seven or eight months old at the time. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day, and everything just fell apart, you know? And, oh my God. I mean, looking back on it now, I've, I've learned what I needed to do, and I've grown from it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... When it happened, it was just like my whole world was shattered because I was in a sort of hyper planning mode as well, and without that, what hyper hyper what planning? Oh, hyper planning. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And having it all just fall apart because of both mine and hers little things that we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just threw everything out the window, and I was, and I'm still, I'm still trying to find my feet again and figure out what I'm gonna do like after this you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 a process but I'm getting through it that's for sure and, and the real scary part for me is that you know actually let me let me hold back on that the thing that I'm so thankful for is that when it comes to communication being honest and, and listening we both do it so well that you know, I can I can really come to her when I'm when I'm crying, when I'm when I'm losing it, and when I'm just so scared, and we we just talk things through, and and uh, you know we both we both share faith in God, and we we both know that we can we can pray on these things and and really trust in our hearts, and I'm tearing up a bit here, but we 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 both have faith that the best thing will come, you know? Yeah. It doesn't, I, doesn't matter what we, what we do, doesn't matter what we want, we know that we love each other. We know that we want each other, we know that we want to build something together. And we just have faith in that if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and if it's not, it's not. Yeah, and I mean, I think you are going at it the best possible way. I mean, because, it's obvious that you and 
her are, are a very good fit from what I've seen. You, you, you can say her name. I know I haven't. Juliana. Yeah. I know I haven't said it, but you can say her name. Yeah. Anyway, but I've just seen you two together when I've seen you. it's, it's it looks like you guys are a really good fit. And just how you operate, I mean, I don't really know much about Juliana, but how you operate, I know it's is just very good for a relationship because you're so about looking at the other side of things and then making making that uh, compromise to push things forward, just like in politics. I mean, you, I, th I feel like you do that really well and I know that you're a very open person and you're very caring, but I mean, it's Thanks. it just boy hey no problem it just boils down to those core things such as values uh communication just being open and just things like that that's what really is the is what makes relationships last or fail and i feel like people don't think about that as much as everything else in a relationship and I, that i feel like you guys really hit on all of those marks for the core things you need in a relationship and i feel like it'll work out in the end dude that's just me thank you nico i, I really i really appreciate that and I, I need that i need that man i i really appreciate that, that encouragement uh like i said this is this is one of the scariest times of my life i've got a lot going on i mean i just talked to you about my academic situation um you know, we'll, we'll talk a lot about club stuff and all the stress that that is on me. And God, it's uh, I I appreciate that I have people like you in my life who I can you know talk with about these things, work them through, and man, <laughs> this has been a heavy episode. Yeah, honestly, I mean, <sighs> I feel like it's a good spot to end. I mean, we've hit on a lot, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we went over. It was basically politics 101 at the beginning. I mean, <laughs> shit. And then we got into some pretty pretty heavy stuff with relationships and communication. Mm. So. Yeah, man. I've been Marcus. I've been Nico. And this is Porch Talk. Thanks for listening.